Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. This is episode 89, and it is June 19th, 2019. Um, yeah, I'm still a little jet lagged from being in Europe, so I woke up at 5.30 and... I did some writing this morning and it was really interesting because I keep still flipping back. I keep still doing this thing where I flip back from the first to the third person and I'm just super indecisive. Um, And I'm just watching myself do that and allowing myself to do that. I may go in and flip things all one way um, and I may not. Uh, I... Yeah, I just had coffee with someone and it was really nice and I'm trying to do this thing where I say yes to more things despite um, all the fear I have around getting derailed in my day. Um, I have this like really superstitious belief that if I don't write at a certain time that I won't get any writing done at all. And while in practice that might actually be true, I just have this like trepidation that whatever it is that I elect to do, whether it's in my immediate control or not, is always the wrong thing. And I wonder if other people struggle with that, this really weird, um, strong belief that there's a right or wrong answer to everything. Um, and trying to map it in your brain or practice or think about it long and hard enough and run some like, I don't know, modeling on it, you'll find the right answer. And I don't know, I just don't think you get to have answers that way. And it's something that I know intellectually and in my best, most generous and kind, gentle moments, I can believe it but most days I sort of wake up feeling this kind of like dread around just doing the right thing um to get current I am still kind of struggling with the fact that I while I was on vacation for two and a half weeks um picked up a lot of like habits And right now I am sober and I'm not um, smoking weed or drinking, but I, and and my eating disorder is kind of okay, but I am doing a lot of things that really toe the line of feeding like what I believe to be an overall addictive um, thing of applying, well, I call addiction like applying a thing to a feeling and hoping that like an external input into my body will um, change a mood or change the fear or give me some sort of influx of serotonin, dopamine, reassurance, morale, I don't know. But um, yeah, so right now I'm smoking cigarettes again, which is a little scary because I think in my brain I've hierarchically organized it to where that is like a very dangerous thing that's like very much I don't know like a bullet train to drinking and smoking weed and like fucking up my food and so I have fear around it but it is just 
where I am and I think talking about it honestly is helpful just to be accountable and just to really accept that that's what I'm doing right now instead of like making a lot of rationalizations like well at least it's not this or like are you really smoking though I mean I think if you are putting a cancer stick in your face hole and igniting it and puffing like you are definitely smoking whether it is like one cigarette or like five or ten so that's something that's happening and also I've talked a lot about how I don't do caffeine because it makes me scared faster and it makes me hate myself um, in a more staccato and pointy way. But I was in Italy and I was drinking espresso and it was so delicious and I've brought that practice home with me and yeah, I, I just have to own that too. I'm also kind of abusing cough drops like sugar-free ones because I don't eat sugar but that is satisfying an oral fixation and same with breath mints and also I've been eating a lot of salad just because the produce was so magnificent while I was overseas except that now I can't bear to have a salad unless it includes um, these like little you know the Greek shriveled up black olives like if I don't have at least five in each meal, then I feel like my salad doesn't have enough um, incentive built into it. Um, and it's it's really interesting sort of observing myself in this space because in the same way that for so, so long, I didn't think that I could call things that were traumatic to me traumas because it wasn't going off to war. And in the same way that I never thought I could be a perfectionist because I don't slave in that type A way until something's just right. And the way my, my perfectionism manifests is that if it's not the way I idealized it in my mind, um, then I abandon it altogether. And so that is a type of perfectionism, but with none of the, I guess, reward or the proof to other people that... I am a perfectionist and so that was really hard to claim and in the same way not to minimize um, true obsessive disorder and how completely hog tying that can be. I do find myself with these um, tendencies where if again if, like if I don't get those five olives like the salad is depressing to me and I can't cope. And so I'm just turning all of that over and hoping to ask for help around that from my therapist and my 12-step support group and just being rigorously honest about all the things that I've kind of let in while I was being less vigilant all around because I was on vacation and because I wasn't working every day. Um, Yeah, so... It's a frustrating thing to really accept that um, recovery is not linear and there are peaks and valleys even when those oscillations seem marginal compared to the pendulum swing of, you know, bulimia, anorexia, and um, binge eating. Uh, But yeah, that's just me being completely forthright about the things that I'm struggling with. And even though they are minimal, in the grand scheme of things, I do worry about the aggregate effect of them because 
I always think that if I'm not like really, really pursuing recovery with every like fiber of my being, that somehow I'm compromising it. And that kind of goes back to the earlier thing I was thinking about or sharing, which is that like I have such black and white catastrophic thinking that things are right or wrong or good for me or bad for me. Um, And yeah, it's the same thing where I'm just so scared that first person in my next novel or third person is correct. And so I just have a lot of obsession and anxiety around the whole thing. Um, Yeah, so it's interesting too because... It's it's so funny, like, New York is, is funny, and I blame a lot of things on New York. Like, I was given an assignment when, or offered an assignment when I was in Corsica, and I was, like, looking at open water, and I was in this, like, beautiful home, and I, you know, was offered this thing, and I said no, because I could just figure out how much bandwidth I had, and knew that I really wanted to dig deep into my third book when I got home. And that, that was such an easy no to say in Corsica. But then when as soon as I got back to New York, like I got this other very similar offer. And that was something that I needed to like sleep on and talk about and workshop and journal around before I could get the courage to say no to that. Um, and so it's this thing where I blame New York, but a lot of it is that like, I guess I just have more grace when I am away and that's a me thing not a place thing um ultimately when I really really think about it I think I just have a lot of guilt around the fact that I took the time off that I did and I always think that like I can like erase things like that's a lot of my eating disorder it's like if I overeat then I feel like I can erase it by either exercising or you know throwing it up or trying to skip the next three meals and that way I don't ever have to like commit to the course of action and in the same way like I'm so desperate to make up for lost time and thinking that maybe I could undo the vacation by saying yes to as many things as possible despite the fact that like now I have less time (laughs) to work on the next book um yeah and this book scares me so much and I was like listening to um Elizabeth Gilbert of Eat, Pray, Love fame talking on a podcast about how fear is this like very primordial lizard brain thing and never really quite adjusts to the tools that you have at a particular moment or how much progress or growth that you've made um, in setting boundaries and having confidence in your ability to set boundaries and having confidence in your ability to listen to your intuition. And so fear is just this like screaming alarm to say no and shut it down because no is such an easy thing to do in the face of not knowing and trusting. And yeah, and so I just feel a lot of no right now around this third book and it's so funny because the second anyone even says anything nice about my first book I always have this scarcity mentality and thinking that that yes to book one means by definition a no to book two and a no to book three and 
I don't know when I decided everything was zero sum, but that's just something that I'm sitting with. And it's, it's a very interesting thing where a compliment for one thing means that you have to hate something else. And even though I know I'm not like that, I really just can't give anyone else the benefit of the doubt in thinking that they're not like that too. And so I'm just observing this jolt of terror every time someone compliments emergency contact because I just feel like, oh, well, that means permanent record. My second novel is dead in the water and that's it. And I just have to talk about that so that I can hear how much sense that does not make. Um, And maybe if I just hear it enough times, I'll stop believing it. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's funny because this work assignment that came up once I got back to New York, I really, really wanted to say yes to. And the reason why I wanted to say yes to it is that I'm scared of my third book. I'm scared of everything I don't know. I'm scared of the namby-pamby way that I'm waffling back and forth in perspective. And I'm scared of the exploration in that. And it's, it's this cool thing where once you finish one novel, then you feel like you might have muscle memory or sense memory around finishing a first draft. And you hope that that will stay with you. But I have found in my experience that it doesn't necessarily feel like it applies to book two and three. Like I have it in my head so much that book two has to be that much better than book one and book three has to be better than both. And I cannot seem to wrap, a ha- wrap my head around the fact that all three are very different and that that is ultimately okay as long as that on a macro level I can learn from it. But yeah, like book three is exactly when I want to like go back to school and maybe get a degree because surely I'm supposed to know more than I do. Um, And I think everyone struggles with that. And so just being utterly transparent around the vulnerability and self-loathing I feel about it, I hope is um, beneficial to anyone else. But yeah, part of the reason why I wanted to say yes to the assignment is like, I know how to do that. And I have to just sit with the feeling that knowing how to do one totally separate other thing doesn't mean that I'm going to know how to do the thing that I'm really stuck on and the thing I'm stuck on is a thing that I really want to do it's like you know that whole part of your tongue where you like taste bitterness and it's like don't swallow it it's poison I always think that this feeling of like dread and terror and fear has to mean that like what it is that I'm doing is wrong and so Yeah, if you feel wrong, maybe you're right. I don't know. (laughs) But actually, there is a part of me that I do think does know, which is that just working through it and getting to the end of another thing is always the right way. Um, Of course, that makes me feel really uncomfortable around the sort of phantom itch that I have regarding the manuscript that I just abandoned of my third book and... Maybe getting to the end of that would have been the right answer. I don't know. Um, so yeah, this this one maybe is not super helpful to you at all, but I am just in a well of obsession and superstition and 
feeling like I'm not working hard enough to feel rightness around something when maybe the wrongness is perfectly fine. I also sometimes fear that there is something as being like too gentle, like maybe I'm preemptively saying no to things that would help me grow and all this other stuff, but I think when I'm really quiet, I know that this thing that I know how to do, this thing that will take less time than a third entirely new book, is ultimately a distraction. It kind of like piggybacks on what I was saying yesterday about how just because you're in the zone doesn't mean, or just because something's coming easily to you, doesn't mean that it's necessarily the thing you want to work on. Um, And maybe that's like next level shit where you're like really reaching outside of the things that you already know that you're good at. And, And I know that that's growth. It sounds like the definition of growth when I say it out loud, but man, I really hate it. Um, So today, I think I'm going to look at the words that I wrote down this morning. Try not to judge it already. And maybe daisy chain a few other words onto the end of it and see where I turn up. But yeah, every day in sobriety, like asterisk sobriety, um, and every day actually trying to pursue a creative endeavor is so hard (laughs) Um, and I know it's worth it and even if worth it means that I don't get to have a thing at the end of it like I have to just know that being a creative person is just as much in the pursuit as it is in the destination and Yeah, it's so funny, even like doing this pod, like I was, I came back from the grocery store and I had it in my mind that like doing the pod before I put my groceries away was the only fail-safe, foolproof way of making sure that I do it. Um, And so there's just a lot of like really small, like dogmatic little tiny belief systems that I'm building around everything today. And I think that that just calls for more patience. Maybe it'll go away. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's the caffeine. Maybe it's the cigarettes. I don't know. But um, I wish you a gentle day. I wish you enough courage to pursue your creative thing, even for a moment. And maybe tomorrow it will look a little better than it would at the end of today. I don't know. But thanks for listening. <laughs>